0: or even that there are new young players of a variety of styles developing a pace. Over the last twenty years, articles in the New York Times and Newsweek expressed astonishment on discovering that jazz musicians exist who are in their teens or early twenties. Similarly, when the sales manager of one of the nation's leading record chain stores was asked why classical and jazz records were being displayed together in the same section of his stores, he answered that, Classical music is music played by old white men, and jazz is music played by old black men. But jazz did not stop developing in the 1950s. In fact, the music that followed was extraordinarily original and varied. By 1959, it was evident that there was a permanent shift in the air. The music of Ornette Coleman, Cecil Taylor, John Coltrane, and others had become the avant-garde, and, as it turned out, the last acknowledged avant-garde music of the twentieth century. This is not to say that nothing new or different has happened since. Quite the contrary. But it is still necessary to speak of much that has come since as post-Coleman. In the 1960s, jazz established its new, which would stay new for years. At the same time, bebop moved to become the center of jazz, and swing underwent a late revival. It was the beginning of permanent diversity in jazz. Throughout the 1960s, there were continuous changes in jazz, especially in the form of musical mergers and alliances. Links were made with folk, popular, and classical musics of all types, including those from beyond the West. New musical resources and techniques never called on before were put to use in jazz. And the musicians in parts of Europe, Africa, Japan, and Latin America saw in these American musical developments new possibilities for using their own native resources as the basis of a distinctive jazz or improvised music. Right on the heels of this artistic fomentation, many jazz musicians of various persuasions began an intense re evaluation of the works of their predecessors. Avant-gardists like Muhal Richard Abrams and neo-traditionalists like Wynton Marsalis became proselytizers for access to the treasures of earlier jazz. It was a reminder that great periods of artistic achievement are often followed by great periods of criticism. But in this case, most of the critical re-evaluation took place inside musicians' circles, since the influence of journalists and scholars had lost much of its force during the previous thirty years. Jazz now finds itself caught between what critic Gary Giddens called the institutionalized classical music elite and the populist centrists. It is excluded on one side as merely pop music, and on the other as being no longer popular, neglected because of its lack of pedigree and ignored commercially because it doesn't sell enough records. Despite the expansion of leisure and arts activities in recent years, radical shifts in taste and changes in the allocation and distribution of cultural resources have severely limited Americans' access to jazz." Jazz in nightclubs is now a rarity in any but a few of the nation's largest cities, and in any case, many of the new musical forms and styles are unsuitable for clubs, as they are, strictly speaking, no longer entertainment. Radio stations that play jazz are similarly confined to the biggest cities and some college towns, and television is virtually closed to the music. It is quite possible to grow up in America now without ever having heard a musician play jazz. This is especially odd, given that the breadth and variety of jazz is now probably great enough that everyone could find some form of jazz to their liking. Yet there is more to jazz than music, and it is there, paradoxically, that its influence is profound. Jazz is also a loosely connected set of ideas. It has a history and a tradition of thought, an imagery and a vocabulary that have given it reality and presence. It has its own hagiography, even if a rather democratic one, with its saints from time to time being voted in and out of beatification. Louis Armstrong, for example, who was up for years, then down, is now back on top again. And it has a mythic geography as finely detailed as those imagined by mythologists like Italo Calvino or Jorge Luis Borges. Just at the moment when classical music began to abandon programmatic composition under the influence of neoclassicism, jazz arrived, sprinkling its titles and lyrics with the street names, railroads, junctions, rivers, deltas, coasts, and cities that make up jazz America. Soon whole countries and even continents also surfaced in this music through borrowed and imagined melodies and rhythms. Jazz has been represented in a striking number of ways and by a variety of means. Jazz, as we might now call this larger area of discussion, has outgrown...